Hi, I'm Amanda Joyce. And I'm Devin Hayes. And today's topic is why you should not focus on a single marketing channel. Um, And here's why you should care. Investing all of your marketing budget into one single marketing channel is going to produce inconsistent results. Welcome to Trade Secrets, where we demystify digital marketing to help contractors get the most bang for their marketing bucks. This is for you if you're a contractor looking for actionable marketing insights. Learn from home services industry experts to elevate your business through simplified marketing strategies. Let's dive into today's trade secret. Okay, before we get started, um, this is yet another topic that came out of the Roofing Success Summit. So uh, we figured it was a good one to revisit. And, um, you know, we feel like this is a common question from contractors, you know, that marketing is not necessarily at the forefront of their mind and they want to know, okay, where can I just put my money and it's going to give me leads and I can check out and go back to my job. (laughs) Yeah, kind of right. Like, all right, I've got, I've got a lump sum. Where should I put that money? And that's, that's kind of the the question that was posed to the marketing panel. And, um, you know, while I'm partial to Google because that is, you know, that's where customers go to shop or at least vet people out. That's re- that's really not the answer. Um, if you threw all of your money into Google Ads, um, the, the, you wouldn't get the results that you think you would get from doing that. So so that's not the answer. As much as I love I love SEO and investing in you know Google Ads. Yeah, exactly. And it's you know it's it's not what the, I don't think the person that posed the question I don't think he got the answer he wanted because he wanted a succinct, easy. Put your money here and it'll be good. And he got a. A long-winded answer, but it was meaty, and a response from everyone on the panel, and it was everyone in agreement that you've you've really got to diversify. Just the way you need to diversify a financial portfolio, you you have to diversify your marketing efforts to really get the most bang for your buck and learn what works. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's easy once a once you've been in business for a while, you probably have a lot of um, data that you can use to kind of help make those decisions and figure out what your most effective marketing channel was. Like maybe it was a home show or, you know, maybe you figured out that door knocking is really effective for you. Um, but sometimes, you know, as a new business, you don't you don't have you don't have that data to help drive those decisions. And so that's kind of the discussion we want to have. Um if you are at a place where you don't know what your most effective marketing channel has been, um, you know, this is kind of, this is where we'd start. This is what we would tell you to do. And, and our best advice just from our experience with, you know, over 10 years in the industry and in, well, not, not one industry in the home services space, we should say specifically. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll hear this a lot. If you're reading up on marketing or trying to learn about it, it's a buzzword. People talk about data driven decisions, but it really is. That's where that's where it all lies. I mean, that marketing at, in its essence is testing, analyzing, refining and starting over again, wash, rinse, repeat. So learning from from where you have spent money in the past, where you've where you've devoted resources and so if you are leaning on that data, your marketing is only going to get smarter. Just the way the way you're probably running things internally where you're learning like you, you stumble, you fall, you pick up, you decide we're not doing it that way anymore. We've streamlined things. It's the same thing with marketing. You've just got to put the time in, look at the analytics and figure out what's working for you. Um, that's more top level. But, you know, I know we wanted to kind of top kind of dive in on how we would tell you if you were asking us this question. I've got some money. What am I going to do with it? So yeah. I feel like, yeah, and I think, I think and that's you touched good... on this, what was like, you know, accurate, um, lead attribution. 
um, kind of comes from that data. Uh, Someone on the panel was like, well, look at your CRM and see like, you know, what zip code are your buyers in? Where are they actually coming from? And you can get, you know, super targeted that way, which is a smart answer. But again, like if you're just starting or you don't have a CRM, which, you know, you probably want to hop on that. um, Where do you begin? So so this is what we kind of came up with. So, you know, as uh, you know, my husband's a contractor, uh, we've I we both work from home. What we know is, um, you know, if you're selling like windows or windows, painters, roofers, those tend landscapers, those tend to be the ones that like come to the door, come door knocking, right? I think mm-hmm. door knocking is super effective. It's annoying, uh, but it's effective. You can quantify how many houses you've touched, um, and then you can see, you know, how many people convert from that. But with your door knocking efforts, like I know, like as a woman, like I'm, I'm not opening the door for like an unmarked vehicle in the neighborhood and someone just knocking on my door. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first thing you've got to do that I would suggest, and, um, I think, you know, Amanda agrees, kind of talked offline about this is, um, you know, having like branded, you know, branded shirt, having, having your truck wrapped, that's a couple grand, um, granted, but you want people to trust you and you need them to open the door because that's where, that's where you're going to get the appointment set. Right. So, but they're not going to open the door for like a rundown hoopty, uh, you know, at (laughs) 8 PM. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. And and that's also, it's a, it's a driving billboard for your company. I mean, it's then every neighborhood you're in, everywhere you're touching, as long as you're not driving like a jerk on the highway, you're, you're going to be spreading your brand messaging around the community that you're already in. So it, it's a really smart place to start, A, to make people open their door for you, but B, to like let people know I'm here, I'm, I'm working in your neighborhood, I'm one of your neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can trust me, you can, see, you can look me up on the BBB, um, you know, make sure you sign up for that because that is, that, that is you conveying trust to them. I think it's pretty inexpensive per year. But if you can, if you can get, you know, Google guaranteed, that's another trust logo, another way to impart um, like, Hey, I'm not going to, you know, fly by night and take off. Like I'm insured, I'm licensed. Uh, you know, you can trust me. And, and going back to, you know, the, the truck wrap or a van wrap, um, what is it? It's eight touches. You need eight touches for mm-hmm. somebody to remember you. And so seeing your, seeing your van around town or parked in the neighborhood as you door knock, you know, that's not a bad thing. They see your van, then they get the, they get the flyer. Maybe they get a direct thing in the mail. Maybe you're geo targeting. And so then they see, they see you on Facebook, um, social Facebook ads are super cheap. LinkedIn ads, not so much. So if you're in the commercial realm, um, it's a bit more expensive, but, um, you know, and then, and then maybe they go to Google you and they can find you. Right. And so you're exactly. kind of, and the, the yard signs as well. Another huge thing. You're already there. Maybe you've left for the night. Your truck's not in the driveway anymore, but you know, you're clearly in the middle of a roofing project. Your sign can stay there. The sign can stay there after you've left another great touch point, very inexpensive and a great way to just get your brand out there. Yeah, that job site branding is is gold, you know, because, um, again, it's neighbors walking their dogs, walking by, seeing your logo again and helping to convey trust. So really, I think like if you're if you're looking where to invest, if you, I feel like job site branding, truck wrap, door knocking, but take the time. The thing you can do in the middle of the night when, uh, you know, you get home and you're still working on your business because that's what entrepreneurs do. That's what ends up happening. Your Google business profile, that's completely free. Um, and will 
have such an impact on your local positioning online so that you can reach the cus- the customers when they're looking in the middle of the night going shoot I need to I need to get you know I need the exterior of my house painted who should I turn to um you're meeting them where they're at in the middle of the night and it doesn't cost you anything to have your Google business profile completely optimized to post to it weekly um just sharing pictures of the work that you're doing share a picture of your dog that comes along to the job site with you um or you know I don't I love I love seeing pictures of like leaks like dripping down walls inside houses or like electricians when they find like I don't know all kinds of fun stuff in the walls when they're <laughs> when they're routing wire. Yeah. Um, exactly. And Google there are so many components to a Google business profile. You don't need to be a marketing expert to take advantage of it. Just get in there and make sure you have hit every single one of them. Don't just do your hours and your description. Like you said, all the videos, you, I mean, the pictures of your work, videos of, of you know, maybe a crane dropping, dropping materials off at a job site, things that are going to, that are interesting. And it shows you guys out in the work, out in the field, doing what you do best. That's huge. And then there's things like products. You can completely Expect, you know, make sure you build out. If you're a service-based company that does not offer actual products, you can use that to, to describe every single service you provide. Just get in there and look and make sure that absolutely every single thing you can click on inside that Google business profile has been maxed out. And like Devin said, it's free. Do it in the middle of the night when you've got a little while, but just prioritize that and you're not going to be sinking thousands of marketing dollars into it, but it's going to improve your rankings online. And then when people come look at your profile, they're going to they're going to get to really know about your business. Um, and again, doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that one's absolutely free. So that's like a really, really great place to start. And most, most contractors, I would say, I haven't run into someone who doesn't have their own, you know, who doesn't have a Google business profile. Sometimes an agency owns it, which is a whole other podcast, but um, it's, it's free to set up and it is one of the most effective things you can do. Um hands down. And I think, I know they're getting like trickier in terms of whether, you know, you have a physical location or not and kind of some, some more intensive, um, verification methods through Google. Uh, but you know, it's, it's massively important if you don't already have that. And if you don't already own it, you know, make sure you, you get it transferred over to your own, um, ownership, but that's, I mean, that's free and super easy to do. Um, you know, so we've talked, I mean, we've talked about, a bunch of different ch- channels already, you know, so we've mm-hmm. talked about, let's see, like job site marketing, we talked a bit about Google. We talked a little bit about direct mail, um, door knocking truck wraps. Like you, I mean, obviously there's radio, there's TV, there's, uh, like the Val, the Val pack. Everyone, like some people like swear by that and they still make, they still do it every month. If you can afford to like pay that, you mm-hmm. know, so, right. Like, I mean, there's yeah. just so there, there's a variety to choose from, but if you're starting small, job site marketing, Google business profile, um, and... I would say, then, and then if you're really ready to actually start doing having some ad spend, I would say Google local service ads. Um, you do have to go through the process of getting the Google guarantee, which you referred to earlier, Devin, and that obviously adds a trust factor as well. They run a background check on the business owner. They make sure that you can prove licensure, and then you can get a, you can be you know featured in the search results right there at the top where people can click on you and call you directly. And we see those calls coming in anywhere from 50 to $75, depending on the market. And that is a phone call of an engaged customer for 50 to $75. You, you really can't beat that in digital marketing. And if it's not a good lead, you can dispute it and you won't be charged for it. So that's a really good place to start. If you had 500 bucks to throw out at a month, 
spend a couple hundred bucks a week or, you know, 150 bucks a week and you can get that phone ringing um, while you're building your business enough that then you can afford to start investing some of the more expensive marketing efforts out there. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Like we're talking like you're just starting out. You're like, I have this lump sum. Like I'm a small, you know, I'm small. I'm trying to grow. These are, these are things that are going to get the phone to ring faster. Obviously, like I mentioned in the beginning, I am totally partial to content marketing and SEO because that's, that's meeting your buyers where they're at. That's figuring out, you know, who your buyers are. They're, you know, they're called Mm -hmm. buyer personas, figure, identifying them and then meeting them wherever they're at. And so, you know, that once you identify that person, that could be, that could be someone who's, um, on social media in that, or that could be somebody, I don't know, who's on within, in a networking group. It doesn't necessarily mean, um, they're all online. Although I think we all tend to then vet somebody out on Google, um, you know, that's not always the answer. And it, it, I think for contractors, I, I love SEO as an answer, but that's long-term and that's way after you've had the phone ringing and you've got a cushion and you're feeling better. And, um, you know, it's not just, it's not, it's, it's not just you anymore. You know, you've got, um, probably a revenue, at least I would say like 3 million, um, before mm-hmm. you really, like you can get by on, um, oh, we have, we have a friend who is a fractional CMO. He says yeah. you can get by on heroics, up to about like two to maybe three million. And then after that, you really have to have kind of a process and a plan and, and more help on the marketing front. Um, so yeah. that's, yeah. So, so our, our abbreviated plan, this, this is for someone who's just like, all right, I've got a lump sum. Where do I start? Um, and then kind of grow yeah. from there. And there's some businesses too, like um, we've got a good friend, uh, Randy brothers. He is a, he's a roofing coach. And for him, like, SEO is, you know, again, I think it's for every business, but also like he's, he's got a huge social following, like his reach is right there. So for him, it it makes way more sense to invest deeper in like, you know, the Facebook groups and, and things like that within social media, instead of like going for an organic strategy where there's not a high search volume for, um, you know, roofing coaching services specifically. I just wanted to kind of reiterate what you were saying earlier. I loved how you were talking about how important it is to meet your client where they are. And without capturing data and testing different channels, you don't know that for sure. And you can walk in, you can come in strongly believing you know where they are. And you might be, you could very much be surprised after doing some testing where they, where they in fact are. Yeah. And like I I think I admitted my bias to Google um, earlier in the podcast, but We've had clients in smaller towns, you know, down south that they actually have better luck networking and going to school events and sponsoring school events or church events, um, meeting people like within the community and and they have more luck there. And, and it makes the most sense because people in a smaller community specifically, I mean, they know one another and they trust their neighbors and, um, you know, generations have lived in these like smaller towns. And so building a presence and getting to know people um, and, and really building up the community instead of just taking from the community. That's, that's a case where, you know, Google isn't really your best friend. It's great if they need your phone number and they already know the name of your business, but um, you know, places like that, they really lean on like friends and family and neighbors. Like who did you trust? Who did, you know, who did your landscaping? Cause they all see each other's landscaping cause they all (laughs) know where one another lives. So um, you know, really, understanding your market too is, is a, another great way to think of like, okay, maybe Google isn't the answer. And I, 
I admit, well, it's hard to, to admit myself sometimes. of that. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not always the answer. Almost always, but not always, you know. And it's yeah. and you know, kind of that makes me think as well that those are the kind of communities too that can lean harder on their referral rewards program, push that a little bit harder, remind your existing customer base about you and what you did for them and what you're doing in the community, so that then they will remember to let their friend or their neighbor know that what a great rep, what a great experience they had with you, even if it was eight years ago when they need when they need your services. Yeah, and that goes back to being budget friendly, actually, Amanda, um, is you can remind them of your referral rewards program just by an email. If you have, I don't know what it is on like constant contact, but up to X amount of um, contacts, it's actually free. And so, you know, you could just send that monthly newsletter and that's your little quick free ping, like top of mind awareness. Remember me, remember this program we hired this person, you know, it's not a big sell and you maybe don't get a lot of opens, but it's that top of mind awareness. It's one of those eight touches, right? And, and occasionally someone's like, Oh, actually I do need a repair. Actually, I do need this other thing. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just another channel that you don't want to ignore because you know, you just never know. There's, we have plenty of clients that actually people will reply and say, actually, I do need a roof. Actually, my neighbor is looking for a roofer, but maybe they haven't opened an email for eight months from you. So it's just, it's good to be consistent and stay top of mind and, and use, you know, all channels available to you. Cause there's a lot of free ones out there and you don't, when you don't have a huge marketing budget. Exactly. And an email list, talk about a warm market. That's not even, you're not even having to go out and door knock and introduce yourself and break that door, break that wall down. You've already, you've already got a little bit of that warmth with them. So take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. We always like to end each episode with some, some useful nuggets, some great takeaways. Um, Amanda, Amanda. Uh, I would say first, (laughs) we talked about so much. I'm overwhelmed. I can't, I can't. (laughs) So remember those eight touches. If you're, if you're finding yourself kind of not knowing where to put, you know, what channel to put it in, remember, they're going to have to see you at least eight times. Think about yourself when you're, when you're making a buying decision, you, you've got to see that brand recognition several times before you're going to make, make a decision. So test multiple channels, spread the love. One of the major things we talked about too, is if you have a tighter marketing budget and you're just starting out and you're kind of handling everything yourself is definitely like job site marketing, like great signage, great truck wrap, like, you know, professional looking, um, you know, logo where for the job site or if you're door knocking, um, first and foremost, and then second, Absolutely. like that, Google business profile, optimize it post weekly. That's free. Um, Absolutely. And then once you, you start to build, build that business, start to get some of, some of those leads coming in and you're ready to really start investing in more marketing, we'd say Google local service. First and foremost, you can get that phone ringing for 50 to $75 a call, depending on your market. And then it, then you can start looking at things like SEO. We, we typically, like you were saying earlier, like the $3 million mark when you get in there and you're really ready to start amping things up, we, we would say put SEO at the top of that list. <laughs> yes, yes. So there we go. Those are your, those are your nuggets. Those are your takeaways. Um, we, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And did we leave anything out? Is there something else that you, know, you found really helpful that you'd like us to share? Um, this whole podcast is just about sharing and kind of saving everyone um, the quote unquote dumb tax, you know? So um, did we miss anything? Is there something that worked for you? Like, let us know. We'd, we'd love to share it. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That was today's trade secret. Thanks for listening. Did you find this helpful? We're just getting started. Subscribe and don't miss our next reveal. 
Until next time.